In a world where podcast is spelt with two T's, unlikely heroes Jade and MJK come together to talk about stuff and try to get sponsors for their weekly show. This is Not Another Podcast. Welcome everybody to Season 9, Episode 2 of... Episode two, episode two of maybe that's how we should podcast. we should re, re- appropriate. yeah, like the lady from Shit's Creek episode. <laughs> oh my god, what a crack up! Yeah. I've just restarted watching, like I haven't restarted it, but I'm watching season five at the moment, and I've never seen any of it before. You the lady so. O'Hara, Catherine you the lady. O'Hara. But today we're going to talk about lots of things, but two main things we're going to focus on a little bit later in the episode. Two season threes. Here we are in the season boys nine. season three. Amazon Prime and Umbrella Academy Season 3, Netflix. So that's what we're doing this episode. Sounds good. But uh, before we do that, Mm -hmm. Jade, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would like some redemption. Yes, all right, let's go. I'm jazzed up, bitch. Let's go. Lay it on me. Gone in 60 seconds. Get that timer ready. See how many MCU questions you can answer in 60 seconds. You shit the bed with three (laughs) answers total. (laughs) The time starts at the end of the first question. Is Salma Hayek's Eternals character male or female in the comics? Male. In what town was Wanda's hex located? The, the, the small town that they reference in a uh, uh, plus. Mm. Who said, what is grief if not love persevering? That was clearly Dr. Plus. <laughs> Who directed Eternals? The lady that directed uh, Nomad Land. <laughs> 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 That's correct, but not correct. Who was your favourite Monica Rambo's mum? What, like the character? The name, yeah. Uh, Jesse. What is Mobius's last name in Loki? Morbius. Correct. Who is the power broker in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus? No. no. Wait, Agent 13. Yes, Sharon Carter, I think. That's the right one, yeah, right? Yes, Which nice. actor played Marvel's first Asian superhero, Shung chi uh, Simi Lu. Yes. What does sword stand for in WandaVision? Oh, that's a tricky one. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Let's go back here to the first question. You keep account of how many you got to correcto. All right. Now, first one was, is Salma Hayek's character male or female? In the comic, I said male. In the male. comics, you said male. That is correct. That is one for you. The town Wanda's visit, Wanda's, sorry, Hex is located is Westview, New Jersey. Good name for a town. Great. What is grief if not love persevering? Vision. Said by Vision. Yeah. You didn't get that. No. The Eternals director is Chloe Zhao. Got it right, but I didn't. You didn't. <laughs> Monica Rambo's mum is Maria Rambo. Isn't that what I said? <laughs> no, you did not. Mobius's last name is Mobius. The power broker is Sharon Carter or 13. Simulu is Shung Chi. Sword stands for sentient. Weapon Observation Response Division. Ah, Jade, I did it. <laughs> did you beat three? 
I got four. Oh, what's your record? I reckon you've gotten like 11. I was going to say, yeah, 10 or 11. <laughs> Damn, but uh, there'll be some more gone in 60 seconds in season nine. Yeah, and uh, you're just, I'm just, it's like I said, last episode, we're, we're working out the kinks. We're working out the kinks. I'm just, you know, I'm stretching, I'm stretching, stretching into this. On that continuous path of redemption. You know what? Let's just, let's get, let's go to the next fucking segment. Schoolboy Q taking us into Pitch Police, where MJK pitches me an idea for a TV show or film looking for said green light by Jolly Good Productions. That's my made-up production I just made. But anyway, take it away. All right. MJK. So working title for this, I had originally was called Vault Wallet, but I've just reduced it. <laughs> Jesus. I've reduced just it to... Like a metaphor for yeah, no, vagina. Yeah, that's, that's Because <laughs> it was originally Wallet, but I was like, nah, well, it sounds like a metaphor for it. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. It, I've just, it's now just Vault, or if uh-huh. we're I like it. persevered, it'll just be V, but Ooh. I'm going with Vault. So anyway, so the wallet aspect <laughs> of this <laughs> is there's this vault that contains a wallet. <laughs> Singular. Run by uh, something that we're not sure about, mm-hmm. but there's a, a man in a suit, a dapper man. Mm-hmm. He gets notified when he needs to go to this vault. He goes to the vault. Mm. He retrieves this wallet. Mm-hmm. In this wallet, there is a card similar to a business card, which has a person's name and address on it. In this wallet, there are credit cards, etc., mm-hmm. with this person's name on mm-hmm. it. He tracks this person down. Mm-hmm. Explains to him, what I have here is unlimited power. For you, you have been chosen. Oh. Why? Take the wallet and find out. Mm -hmm. If not, no skin off my ass. Mm -hmm. But you've been selected. What you do with this is 100% up to you. And I realized, as I was thinking of this, it's very 100 bullets-esque. Yes, I'm just... (laughs) It's a comic I've read, I'm sure. But, so then I lent into the idea of... This will be not multiple people with this wallet. This will follow a singular person, the last person who gets it in this thing and how they deal with it. They have no interest in finding out what this wallet, what power it has, all this type of shit. Their mindset is balling. Mm-hmm. Down on their luck type of motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, wants to show up all the homies that dissed him, all this type of shit. Yeah. All the while, the wallet and its power are like a lingering threat. The guy that tracked him down is constantly like, you should be doing this or to like, you know, hinting towards it. Like, hey, maybe you should be mm. doing that. Well, he's like, nah, son. So essentially, it's a comedy. What? <laughs> 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 it's, it's got like... TV show? Serious undertones. But yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking like, you know... Episodically is that person's yeah. venture. Yeah. So like half hour 10 episode seasons. And how this, you find out these things of this mystical wallet and, mm. you know, there's certain story points where they, you know, you go back in time and see how other people dealt with it and all this type of shit. You learn more about it. But this one motherfucker, <laughs> and mm. you can't, you, you learn you can't have another dude with a wallet. There's only one singular person gotcha. in the world. And this guy just won't give it up because he, <laughs> he has no interest in growing 
as a human. <laughs> the, guy, the bodyguard or the... No, the, the, the dude the, with per, the wallet. The first person he gives the wallet. Yeah, but so we find out that it has a history. Yeah, of course. this is where we pick the story up. Yeah. And this guy that he tracks down. So we're following this guy for a whole season, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, because we need that time for him working out what his power is and then yeah. going against the grain, all of those sorts of things. Yes. And I'm assuming there's like some back... Some flashbacks for the, the guard who maybe once had the wallet and that's how he ended up in this position. That if, was his power. If when you're watching it, you go, I wonder if this mm. motherfucker... What's his backstory? Yeah. yeah. That would be interesting for flashbacks, not to fill in episodes, but to give this guy more purpose, if you will. But you like show up at his ex-girlfriend's daughter's quinceanera like with all this money and be all like, mm. look, bitch, I made it. <laughs> and the guy will just Is he saying like, that to the ex-wife or the daughter? Look, bitch. No, it's not his daughter. It's his oh. ex-wife's daughter. <laughs> Hence yeah. the comedy. Yeah, like, look, bitch, you know, like, I'm making a rain, bitch. And it's just like, this is a quinceanera. You don't make a rain on a girl's dance and turn it on a woman kind of right. type of shit. While the guy's, like, got surveillance on him, like, watching him going, like, what the fuck is this dude doing? <laughs> right, so this is where the comedy comes in. Yeah. That can work. Yeah. Which is what 100 Bullets doesn't have. Correct. It's the comedic undertones. Yeah, <laughs> that's, like, perfect comic book story with characters well, like, designed, all this type of stuff. This is... I started off like, and then when I realized it was 100 Bullets-esque, I'm mm. like, let's lean away from that. Let's get and away. And I was like, let's have a giggle. <laughs> let's have a chuckle, if you will. Yeah. A little bit of, little bit of a... Tickle the funny bone. Yeah. As Annie Lederman calls it, bit of a chuckle fucker. I am unsure yeah. of this show. I don't blame you. Because yeah. uh, it, it was what I thought well thought out. And then I was like, this is plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm all for you adapting the 100 Bullets comic. Yeah. Like, there are writers out there who've made shows adapted from just a singular idea and then made it very much their own. This is why people don't go to pitch meetings. Because <laughs> I bring you an idea and you go, that's the origin? Let's do that. <laughs> oh, that, you say that the, works and it's got... You say the main protagonist is a Mexican dude? Let's make him white and a woman. Oh, yeah. snap. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what company I am. Am I HBO Max? Am I Showtime? Well, they, am I Disney Plus? HBO Max do love women. <laughs> I know, I'm watching season four of Westworld right now. There's so many things I'm watching that will come up in future episodes. But I um, am going to turn you away. That's okay. This time. I don't blame And tell you, you to keep working on your craft and, I and just, return to me soon. I'll just be like, uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, please leave. I'm like, thank you so much. And I'm like, you're welcome. Brings us to what have you watched lately? So I figured out that twice this episode I've tried to redeem myself and <laughs> twice I've failed miserably. No, you redeemed yourself for the gone 60 seconds. By one. Yeah, that's still redemption. That's like a participation and badge. there's still room to grow, to project throughout this season. That's like running a marathon in primary school and finishing behind the guy with asthma. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Oh, so true. All right, so not a big one for me. Not a long list. Excuse God me? Damn. <laughs> uh, sh- <laughs> short one. Um, quick one. No, nah, everything's innuendo. Uh, so, to surmise. In your end. Oh. 
Uh, kids. Um, so uh, I watched. Oh, the end of last two. app. You said you wanted to have watched season two on binge. I'm really loving the fucking character developments as Sick. well as. Are you seeing overall. why it's getting such critical acclaim? Yeah, because it's good. <laughs> if it's good, I you would hope so. Literally, HBO. But this comes up exactly every. It comes up constantly. HBO uh, can't miss with their fucking scripted shit. Mm, okay. Like, amazing. Nice. Like almost what seems like endless fucking bankroll because everything looks good, mm-hmm. you know. Like you can't fault anything. Quality with cinematography and just the, just looking at it. Yeah, <clears throat> casting always is is good. Just really fucking. Do you good think show. I would like Succession? Here's the thing: there is a strong female character, but she isn't. She's not your type. Let me say. Mm-hmm. So you won't have anyone pretty to look at in the show. There's no hunks either. So I don't nah, know. but. Juicy story. Great juicy story. Yeah, awesome. But I know what you're like. Mm-hmm. You like to look at pretty people. Yeah. Superficial. Can't blame me. Superficial Amber. You're so vain. Probably think the song is about you. Yeah. <laughs> Acapella. Probably Anything else that you've watched besides Succession Season 2? Besides the two mm-hmm. things? Uh, no. Except and for yeah. the Bill Burr presents Friends Who Murder comedy special. Uh-huh. Which, guess what? Bill Burr, and he's presenting his friends gotcha. who fucking murder. Like those comedy specials, Netflix is a joke series that we were talking about last episode. Have you been playing any PlayStation 5? Well, I was still talking about Bill. Oh, so oh, oh, I was over Bill. Uh, Jimmy Carr. Yes. Jessica Kirsten, mm-hmm. who's fucking hilarious. He puts her on last because he's just like, everybody's Finish afraid bang. to follow this okay, lady. Yeah, She's a fucking sense. murderer. <laughs> and then she comes on and she murders. That's, okay. It's a thing that a lot of the, the LA comedy scene, New York comedy scene too, like if you're really good, you're a murderer. Okay. So that's, you know, because you kill the crowd. Like, gotcha. Like, kill them kill with, them laughter. with laughter. Uh, also on there was a few other people who are eluding my mind. Oh, fucking Michelle Wolf, who's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's just go with that. A lot of funny people. Yes, I have been playing PlayStation, but nothing new. <coughs> oh. I've been playing Red Dead again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Like, but literally been, the story all the way Yeah, through. but, like, what I'm doing now is okay. I'm really focusing on challenges okay, and all yeah. this other stuff. Because I don't know if I'll ever, ever be able to 100% it. But I'm trying. In terms of the trophies and that? Just, yeah. Cause yeah. You'll notice. Mm-hmm. You're to the, towards the end. Yeah. You're probably only sitting on like 80%. Yeah, I'm on 88 right now. Maybe I'm wrong then. <laughs> no, that's 88 for story, but then there's the other overall completion is like yeah. 70. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that'll be that stuff. All right. What else was that? Hey, no, that's it. Hey, hey. Besides the stuff we'll be talking about for our feature. Any questions on that nothing I just said? <laughs> <laughs> I asked if I would enjoy Succession. I asked what you were playing on PlayStation. Um, so uh, no questions right at on. this stage. Hey, you know what's no? Go on. <laughs> Don't drag this out, MJK. Never. All right, I watched Jennifer Lopez halftime doco series, which was in the lead up to her performing at the Super Bowl in twenty twenty. No idea. 2019, 2020 with her and Shakira. So it's kind oh, of the yeah. lead up to that. It's really, really cool. She's had a, um, she had a doco series 
a few years back because when she toured for the first time in years and years and years and I went to that tour because Australia was part of it um, she did a doco in the lead up to that how she prepared for it what it's like on the road it was really really good um, and then so this was kind of a, not a continuation of it but so many years later she's turning 50 she's filming Hustlers and she's pre- preparing for the Super Bowl. Um, I thought you were about to say she was preparing to be in a relationship with Ben Affleck again. Ah, well, she was. Um, so by the end of that, her and Rodriguez aren't together. Um, but yeah, I found that really cool because I'm a huge J-Lo fan. So I liked that insight and seeing behind the scenes and just how much this woman works, um, even at her age, because yeah, she just she's still doesn't Jenny seem from to want to quit. No, I'm saying. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. I watched Hustle with Adam Sandler. Have you watched this on Netflix? No, people keep telling me to. I don't know. Really, really, really good. Loved it. Really like the the Spanish guy who plays the basketball lead, who now plays for not the Boston. He was Boston Celtics. He's um, an actual basketball player. Yeah, is the actor, and he is so impressive in this because obviously he's got the skills. He's playing a little bit younger than what he is in real life but it's his journey to being drafted from overseas when in reality he had been drafted elsewhere and that feeds into the storyline at the very end there but this is like again adam sandler doing a dramatic role really really selling it great insight to sort of the behind the scenes of the nba lots of nba players playing themselves or other versions of themselves i'm not even going to try to pronounce this yeah (laughs) He is so beautiful. I love him. Juancho Hernan Gomez. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hernan, her, yeah, Hernan Gomez. Juancho Hernan Gomez. Yes, basically Adam Sandler works for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. He's like a recruitment dude, officer. I don't know what the term is. Um, he's trying to scout talent for the 76ers. Um, and he's just very set on getting this Spanish guy drafted. Despite Whoa, all of the uh, conflict. Maria Botos in this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I've never yeah. actually seen her before, but <laughs> she just caught my eye. How dare you? Dude, I, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, people were talking about it in the office. Everyone was enjoying it. So check it out on Netflix. I watched season two of Outer Banks, which is also on Netflix. Um, I watched War Dogs for the first time. Miles Teller, Jonah Hill. Miles Teller, Jonah my, Hill my, film. My girl. Um, it's on Stan. Your girl. She's the, the chick that's with Miles Teller. She's really... Yeah, Anna de Armas. It was go. her first English-speaking role and she only knew the words in the script, how to speak them phonetically. And then apparently when the director was talking to her in between scenes, <laughs> he wasn't getting anything because the only English she knew was her lines in the script. Aww. So he sent her to... <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I know, but woman. he sent her to English classes in between... Um, her scenes and that's where she learnt most of her English was going to those <laughs> lessons um, so yeah that was kind of cool to see some of that hey did you love that movie yeah how good seventeen and a half thousand dollars per soldier to be in a war for mm-hmm. the US all the gear and the uniform that they're wearing and using I'm like what the fuck and 4.6 billion dollars spent in the Middle East in one year for air conditioning alone yeah <laughs> Like creature comforts, stats, yeah. Like it's like we we see war, we we think of nationalism and patriotism and heroism. We see dollars. I see money. Yeah, I was like, wow, it's just obviously all hey. based on real fact. What do you think of that Bradley Cooper cameo? You know what I'm saying? Yes. How good was he with those googly eyes? The big eyes. glasses, yeah. like, oh god, what are you seeing right now? 
Um, yeah, that was very interesting because it's based on a true story. Um, takes a few liberties with it, like putting them in those settings. As but, all those flims do. You know, heighten the action, if you will. But yeah, really enjoyed that. That's uh, what started my love of Miles, Miles Teller. Miles Teller, yeah. Mine, yeah. For, for me, it was Whiplash. Yes, haven't seen it, never will. It's very impressive in terms of what, what he does on the drums. Kids movie. Um, I watched the Adam Goods doco, The Final Quarter, on Netflix. It came up on Netflix recently, but it is from 2019, and it's about his final couple of years in the AFL. I think that's been on SBS on demand. It's, it for would have been somewhere else for a, a while, a long time. Yeah, and I'd never seen it, so I checked it out. It was really, really good and very depressing. Yeah, <laughs> to watch what he went through again because I've shown. There's a show called um, Ando's Brush with Fame. Ando's. Uh, I know who Ando is. Yeah, yeah. He, so you can explain. It he to the paints. Audience, so. He paints people as he interviews them, and he interviews. He's interviewed hundreds of different Australians, from sporting heroes to actors, um, politicians, maybe I think. But he interviews Adam Goods um, on an episode of Brush with Fame, and I've shown it to my classes in the past when we're talking about racism or we're looking at sort of reconciliation week because his story is quite inspiring and it gets the boys hooked because it's about footy and you see this guy just getting booed week after week after week for just wanting to be who he is and so i wanted to have a little bit more context to to that because i only saw dribs and drabs of it when it was actually happening in 2015 um because i probably wasn't watching as much footy then as i am now with ko um so, yeah, it was good to get a bit more backstory um, and just to see how the media presented it. I found that very interesting. Oh, and how people being totally against them and then people going, yeah. grow up, people. Because well, it's literally, I don't need to explain this to you, but every story is to either get clicks on people to read it yeah. or to create conversation. Yeah. All that type of shit. A lot of their, quote, news is just bullshit. Yeah. Their opinion pieces are bullshit. That's quite interesting. They just yeah, need to, to put out those perspectives. They just need to put out content, and it's not even perspectives. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just people. They are literally just feeding out, out content. Yeah, yeah, you're right. To keep their job, to do their job, yep. to get paid. Um, watch Miss Marvel season one. I mentioned that last episode. So basically, if you're a journo, you're a dog. Anyway, continue. Yeah, <laughs> the media. I watched for the first time Ratatouille. Still haven't seen it myself. But From I know 2007. Pat Oswalt is the voice of the rat. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was actually very good. It's one of it was one of the first. 10 Pixar films. I was going through the list in the order, seen it, seen it, seen it. Got to Ratatouille and went, there it is. About time that I watched it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, finished, I said last episode, I wanted to finish season one of Only Murders in the Building, available on Disney+. Plus. Season two has four episodes so far. It's coming out weekly that are available to us. I can start watching that with Skusi next time we catch up. Selena Gomez and two dudes. I'm just making clearly <laughs> Martin Short and Steve it's Martin. It's a very cool concept because it's them recording a podcast together about a murder that takes place in the apartment building they live in. They don't quite yet know each other until they find their shared interest in kind of solving crimes and recording podcasts and get together to do just that. And lots of twists and turns, lots of humour in between. Episode four is a highlight. It features Sting playing a loose version of Sting. It's absolutely hilarious i don't know how i feel this is just how my age showing <laughs> i don't know how i feel about current like movies tv shows where the story is driven by something like a podcast or something like oh i'm a, a an influencer on instagram like i just hear that and i just go yeah, nah, yeah, that's not a that's not something people do murder and i love it too because tina fey is like 
the old she's like um, one of the more notorious podcasters for crime in that world and so they idolize her and she pops in and out of episodes Sick. yeah and you hear her voice from time to time that so it's a really sense. cool cast um jane lynch comes in as oh, steve martin's body double because he's an ex-actor from years ago and oh, it's just all right maybe i do really need to quick this. well it's like 10 episodes 30 minutes each twisty and turny really snappy really sharp funny and a great crime mystery unraveling in between all of that just before you continued uh, yeah. when selena gomez hosted uh, snl, SNL. Uh, she was like talking about how she got that show and her friends were like oh my god are there any like cute guys on there and she's like oh yeah that's right. not really <laughs> <laughs> like 30 years ago but maybe still not then yeah no that's uh yeah i'm looking forward to season two to see where they take it because it ends with quite the cliffhanger um, and then, like I said, last episode... Am I going to hear it? I was hoping to finish Red Dead Redemption 2 PS4 game, playing on PS5 for the very first time. So MJK has so played peedy. it many a times and raved about it. I finally uh, got onto the craze. Yeah, and what really fucking offends me is it oh. took your cousin, who's like at least 40 years your junior... Fourteen. I don't know how old He's he is. Thirteen years younger. Thirteen years your junior to go. Yeah, it's good, and then you play it. I just need that second person, you know. Fuck you, man. To go. Oh, someone else, without the other person's influence, is telling me to play it. Doesn't matter. Finish chapter six and epilogue part one. So I'm in the Let's last not epilogue. Let's talk about the epilogue. It's okay. Red Dead up, Redemption yep, two is everything Done. up until those end Perfect. credits. Lay it on me. <laughs> What did you well, name your I horse? Had, oh, well, I ended up riding Tennessee Williams the whole time, which you is didn't the name one. It? No, I didn't rename it. I did have one called Buffy, one called Ripley, but I didn't spend much time with them. I, what do you call it? Fully um, bonded with both of them. But then you I. You do that so easily with any horse. Yeah. yeah. Stay, why didn't you keep them? I've kept them. They're in my stable. Why didn't you ride them? Tennessee Williams, my boy, fucking dies at the end. Of a Red Dead Redemption Chapter Six. Yeah, could you imagine if you He's got like, attached Thank you. to I'm Buffy? Like, yeah. Oh my god! And then my boy STB, so I knew for it's a couple actually, of chapters now that he's dying and probably not going to live. It's one of those most beautiful moments when he says goodbye. That. Oh voice. yeah. Because it's like he's while it's having its last breath, like you said, he's patting him. He goes, "Thank you." Thank you. Yeah, a real quiet moment in like kind of hectic scene of I'm this. Like, getting a little teary eyed. Big rivalry. So yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. It's just such a pretty game. Every time I'd be playing it on the big screen, Sam would come out and be like, oh, just forget how pretty this game is. Mm-hmm. And then my mate Tim sees me playing it online going, oh, you're making me want to replay it myself, mm-hmm. just remembering how good it is. Has and you just Sam get... Sam ever played it on PS5? Cause that nah, is he was game. on PC. Oh, well, okay. I shouldn't say anything then. It's probably yeah. better on that. He's a PC gamer. He is. Um, Fucking nerd. But yeah, I got, I did get into it, like played through chapter one and sort of just tried to find my feed and work out the controls and how to sort of read the map and move about. And then, yeah, by um, second or third, I think the third play, I was like, oh God, yeah, I'm going to be seeing this story. I'm committed to finishing it. I'm a little bit hooked. So I'd play, be playing like three, four hour stints, obviously, to try and get through it sooner rather than later because I'm trying to take advantage of the holidays if you will because like during the week saying, I don't uh, get to play much like i was saying with uh, this current one was trying to do uh, the, the what, what did i even call them Not missions. the challenges challenges gotcha 
I can be playing it for three hours and do nothing. I know, like 1% increase on progress. Yeah. It really does open up because it's not like when, one of the more recent games I played was Horizon Forbidden West. And you look at the map of that, it's just as big, but there's so much shit just filling up mm-hmm. the space. You're like, it's so distracting and overwhelming. Like, I've got to do all of this. Like, where do I even begin? But with Red Dead, you've got your yellow main missions, your white side missions, and then, you know, you can just focus on that. What's really good about it as well is, like, um, you can pick and choose certain things you do as well. Also, some stuff is just literally out there for you to find. I know, so if it's you a very open it, world, yeah. It, it then pops up on your map that it's, like, been discovered or you've mm-hmm. seen it, whatever. Or, like, if you get sent on the mission to find the dinosaur bones. Yeah, yeah. Or to find the rock carvings Still haven't and stuff. done that, I don't think. No, th- th- that's hard because unless you go uh. on Google and see where they are on the map on someone who's completed it, yeah, okay. it's literally just riding around hoping to find random bones. Yeah, and there's a lot of them on the map, apparently. And those collectible uh, cigarette cards as well. There's a million oh, yeah. of them. Yeah, I've never collected no. a full set every, t- every time. Yeah, I okay, it. wow. Even if I buy cigarettes constantly, which I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like fully upgraded my cam. I went through and bought like six guns in one go. I was putting a lot of money into the camp. I had so much money still probably there at the end of the game. And then obviously when you start playing as John, I'm like $12 yeah, in your yeah, wallet. I'm like, oh no, yeah. I've started from scratch. Um, but yeah, like you were explaining to me before, I didn't realize Red Dead 2 is the prequel yes. to the first game and that you play as John, which is who I'm playing as in the epilogue. And that's kind of just clicked to go, oh, that's what that was doing. Interesting. I've read that Rockstar have pretty much given up on Red Dead 2. Like the online's apparently really shitty and stuff. But oh, okay. since the game dropped, I've been hoping for a DLC of Sadie and or Charles. Yeah. Because they, they were two of my favorite characters that stayed good yes yeah sadie's cool i've just met her at a bar and she's gonna go we're doing a bounty together some guy that's from new york hardening valentine i'm like i just rode from valentine man come on um so yeah i've still got maybe probably six little missions to do water though so valentine's really close yeah no it's not that far because i know where you yeah, and there's still a bit of the map still not really revealed, yeah, so, so you, you, with not a lot down, left to play. There's, like, I think three or four little towns which are all playable in the first game, so which that's kind of a cool throwback. Oh, okay. You can only get to them in the epilogue. Okay. Um, but again, if you just ride aimlessly, you can get there. Yeah. Also, I think there's only one mission which I think takes you to Tumbleweed. Mm-hmm. Not, not important. Okay. Name of the town. But uh, let me ask you, what was your favorite chapter of camp? Oh, God. Did you like the big city, San Dolny? Did you like Yeah, well, at first I didn't. I was like, oh, I like my little... No, I liked the wildlife and yeah, camping yeah. and stuff. I'm like, oh, it's so like industrialization. Oh, no, factories, smoke. When, when that first came up when I was playing, I was just like, this is the part of the world we're in? I, yeah, I yeah, well, that's right, same. Yeah. And, then, um, and then I come to like it because it was just so pretty and yeah. just involved all these different things. Um, I can't remember a favorite chapter, though. Um, the swamp was kind of cool to be living in that big house, being able to fast travel from my ha- um, room, and did love just getting a you bit of a shave every now and then with you my can big mo. Fast mode travel from wherever as soon as you buy that map. So I'm saying you played. I did buy the map. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. How, yeah, isn't it at only at your at campsite though? You're nah. betting. Nah. <clears throat> you go out into the wilderness. You set yep. up camp, guess what? Oh, you can. I did see that option, yes, 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 yes. Fast travel. I saw it once, yes. And also it opens up more options to travel. 
Ah, uh, okay, yeah, where you're limited to the train line or stagecoach previously. Uh, no, just places you've visited before, but they might not be like a big station, a pivotal, yeah, yeah city gotcha. situation. Yeah. yeah, nice. No, it was a really fun game, and obviously a little bit left to play. So I will finish the last of the epilogue this week. Well, I've still got a little bit of time off and have to go back to the grind. And then another big highlight was that Unshaken song that kicks in after chapter four. D'Angelo. So, so good. Yep, goes to like a cinematic sequence. You've just seen this chapter through. This song plays out as you head back home after the island, I think it is. So, yeah, completely symbolic of yeah, getting off the island. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then once you get to the camp, you get the fucking dozens of Pinkertons with mm. a fucking Gatlin gun. So it's kind of like you have this really sweet moment where you get re- reunited with, with your crew and then it's just like... Destroyed. Your butt. <laughs> but yeah, I highly recommend it for anyone who hasn't uh, played it. Um and is there any idea of a uh, third one? I really hope so, but I don't know yeah. where, where or how. I've got plenty of thoughts. My only thought of how you could keep that going, though, is a pre-prequel where you have the early life of Dutch and Hosea and you meet John and Arthur as boys. Yeah. Maybe do some time jumps mm-hmm. and Go see them and through adolescence and their previous relationships and see how Abigail and John met because in Red Dead, the first one... yeah. <clears throat> most of their conversations is she's just like, who would have thought a gunslinger and an old working girl got gotcha. together where they don't even really touch on her being a working girl in this game, except for the fact that it's clear that Abigail and uh, Arthur have definitely not booted. <laughs> I feel like I missed that, but come on, come on, come on. I mean, it took me probably third. Okay. Thank to, you very much. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, <laughs> highly recommend it. I've really, really enjoyed it. Did the song play? Song played? Yeah, man. All right, so here we are. We're going to be talking about our weekly topics. Jay, what we got? Umbrella Academy and the boys. Season three for both. First up. Yeah, let's start with the uh, UA. Sparrow Academy. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise known as Sparrow Academy. Yes, that is where we uh, pick up from the end of season two. This is how uh, single and how, you know, how how long it's been since I've appreciated, uh, you know, looking at a woman. Mm. As soon as I saw that Sloan bird, I was just like, way to fill out a shirt, lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, now she was cool, though. <laughs> also, yeah, Lila's my, my favorite. Yeah, because I'm like, Team Klaus. She's like, oh, hello, Lila. <laughs> what have you been watching? She's crazy and can play drums. Cool <laughs> as fuck. I was impressed with her drum skills. <laughs> Definitely. I wasn't expecting that, but that was cool. For Shizzle, um, she can do that in real life. Yeah, and that's what you were saying. I didn't know that. Although I was convinced she wiki- was drumming, though, in that scene. On her Wikipedia, I think it says, like, British actor and drummer. So, <gasps> like, her drumming must be pretty prolific. Damn, we should YouTube that shit later. Yeah, Maybe well, she's on there. Yeah. But, yeah, end of season two, obviously, they return back to the house after having saved the world again for the yes, second time. But they changed the... Ch- but, uh, yeah, times have changed. Seem to be in some parallel version of the Academy. Um, and uh, the heroes are the sparrows, not... Uh, 
the seven heroes that we have come to know and love in seasons one and two. And it's that clash between the Umbrella Academy and Sparrow Academy. Like, who are the heroes here? Who does dad belong to and this house belong to? Great first episode as well as oh. the, uh, the fight scene, which also yes. when... Um, Diego got poisoned and it turned into a dance routine. Yes. Yeah. I immediately was, that just was like, brilliant. this is in his mind. And then it was, and I was just like. It was such was a good first myself. episode back. It really hooks you in. It was really um, a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it gives you a lot while also not giving you too much to where you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Shut down there, champ. Slow down. Shut down there. Then, yeah, you find out that uh, our original seven homies, Victor, and the homies mm-hmm. uh, don't exist in this right this this version of uh, of the world of the world, if you will. No, that's it. So they're like, well, and for a second, how I was do we get back? Like, hey, wow, they're not gonna. It, the threat of the world ending isn't gonna be the theme of the entire season. But next minute, <laughs> this vortex thing shows up, and it's like, hey, by the way, everyone's dying, and this world's ending. Yeah, it takes the the Sparrow Academy's number one, and they're like. Blaming the Umbrella Academy for for doing something with him. Like, this is your fault, clearly. But really, there is a, a big bad sort of ensuing with this portal that wants to slowly wipe out everyone's existence. I mean, uh, at some point you get reminded, the, one of the big uh, plot reveals in season two where you find out that oh, yeah. uh, uh, the dad is an octopus monster guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things you don't say out loud too often. Yeah. And um, another great montage was when Klaus was um, <laughs> Klaus was fun this season. <laughs> great song, Ugly Kid Joe. Great song. Yeah. Um, good montage. It was a show. It was. It was. It was season three. It happened. It was. It does end very openly. Uh, My boy Astro's in Astro. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the boy going. He looks like the young guy from Euphoria. Look mm. it up. It is. Couldn't recognize him without his face tattoo. No, I did. It's just he was playing more his age. <laughs> Shows up as Diego's supposed son. Lila's uh, pulling the wool over his eyes on that one. Just testing him. Testing their relationship. And then, he, and then he's like, why would you do that? It's like, we meant it. We met in a mental asylum. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, actually, good point. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't really be trusting too much that you two do. Oh, my God. So, yeah, eventually they have to kind of work together with what remains of the Sparrow Academy um, to the world, return to by their the way, uh, universe. Ben's there. I'm just assuming that people that listen to this have also watched it because yes. why would you listen it's to us? Spoiler alert! Ramble on about it. But also, you're probably sitting there going, "You're forgetting this part." Yeah, we are. <laughs> we didn't write it down. We can't be here for hours. Just what's coming to mind on the spot. No script, improv. Yeah, that's Off why we go. you listen. Probably. Highlights only. How did it end? Did we enjoy it? Yes, yes, we did. Uh-huh. Because it did feel a little bit different to the previous two seasons, in, even though there was the threat of the end of the world it was a little bit different it was it was good with the uh 
dynamic of the Sparrow Academy. Yeah, that added another element to it, didn't it? <sighs> By third season, you want different dynamics. Luther's just still so starved for love that he fell in love immediately with Sloane. Which yeah. I guess yeah, you can't I blame him too, in that way. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those um, Ben's like, even though they remember him so fondly, like Ooh, yeah, the qualities Klaus was talking about, was like he sounds like an asshole. He's like he was our asshole. He was, yeah, poor Klaus. And um, he was yeah, Klaus him is still. sober and competent in this season which is probably why you liked him because you I actually genuinely now you said that word incompetence when I see it in the workplace when I see it in reality and now even when I see it in shows I'm like just do your job or just do what's being asked of you just come up last episode where I was defending some oh yeah Argyle <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, stoned idiot, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Argyle. I was oh, just, he was in Perry. I was like, And oh. then, yeah. Um, what else was there? There was a show. There was season three. The monkey guy was back. For yeah, like Mr. one hour. Mr. Sparkles. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. Yeah, his name's cool. Pogo, yeah. It's not Mr. Sparkles. But yeah, that's his nickname. That's what we call him from time to time. Yeah, I mean, because he's got that sparkly jacket. Because he rides a motorcycle. I don't know, what was it, 10 apps, I think? And again, they were about 45 minutes, didn't really, didn't take long I don't know. to get through. I um, just know I finished But it would come out, it was around the same time as Stranger Things and like, then the boys come out and then you're like, oh my God, where am I putting my time? What am I finishing mm. first? There was a lot happening all at once uh, on Netflix and on Amazon Prime, which brings us to season three of The Boys, oh, we one of your favourite comic book series. Um Probably that just finished airing. Can I be honest with you? Mm. At this point in time, with Recency Biased, we love that here on the podcast. We do, yeah. We do. Probably my favourite comic adapted to a series. Yeah. Even over Preacher. Over Preacher. Yep. Over Walking Dead, which actually isn't hard. I went back and started trying to watch Walking Dead again. Oh, too hard? Oh, my. Is it bad? It is so camp. Oh, I see. It I stopped. I stopped watching it. No, but I said went back to start but watching it yeah. from the yeah. Uh-huh. Rick waking up in the abandoned also, I hospital. Hate the guy that plays Rick. Like every time I watch the show, I was like, "He's I'm, English." I'm getting through. Yeah, which is probably why his face is very punchable. Every time I watch that show back in the day, I'm like, "I'm getting through this because I like this show, but not him." <laughs> and he'd be like, "Crawl." But our boy's in it, isn't he? Johnny Bernthal. Johnny Bernthal. Have you seen the new trailer that's out for? A show that he's going to be in called American Gigolo. Do you mean Gigolo? Gigolo, yeah, Gigolo. <laughs> no, Gigolo. Obviously not the, um, what was that Gigolo movie back in the day? With Adam. Bigelow, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he's playing. Uh, Why would it be? He's a, pl- a player. He's going to be in this Gigolo movie. It's pronounced Gigolo. What are you doing <laughs> and I, with your like, It's my Gigolo. It's my potato okay. potato. Anyway, we're getting off track. The Boys, season three. Yeah, favorite uh, comic book adapted into a TV show. Just want to do a quick run back of yeah, the first two seasons. Yeah, please. We spoke about this on the podcast at, mm. back when I lived with you. Mm-hmm. I watched the first season in a day. I remember this. I was it was hooked. on my couch. Yes, it was comfortable. <laughs> I think it was like my first day off in like 12 days yeah, or something. Yeah, and you're like, I need to watch this. And, uh, and then I did. So that happened. First season great establishing a bit of a world it's mostly mm. just the seven and billy butcher and the boys and the start of starlight she's sort of our way into the well her, her seven right enter her going into yeah. the seven helps us explain that, it. that's like a kicking off point for the story as well 
um, and then she gets assaulted by the deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like that's the world we live in. We yeah. know there's uh, Stillwell and Vought and all this is kind of like a lingering thing. Yeah, and in the background. As the, sh- the first season slowly goes on, we get deeper into it. Then season two, Stormfront, not that I'm saying season two was bad, but Stormfront was like the main focus of it while the boys are still doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like season three, the world's been completely established. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a v- pretty good fleshed out character. Like, um, kick, I can't say her n- the female who was, th- that's what she called in the comic books. Mm-hmm. I can't pronounce her name in oh, the show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was absolutely beautiful yeah. in this season. Frenchy, like, in the comics, he doesn't have that much of an arc where I feel like he's super strong in this. MM's, like, anxiety and stuff. Awesome. Billy's sacrificing himself to become, like, everything he fucking despises. So I he know, can right? destroy. What he despises, yeah. Bringing back Soldier Boy, which, by the way, the mm. casting... Good. Magnifique. Is he in the comics? That's a big part of the comics. Soldier, not in this no. style. Okay? okay. So, like, same with Stormfront. Existed in the comics. Okay. Nothing like what she is on the show. Oh, right. Well, and she was a bloke in, in Oh, comics. no shit. Yeah. <clears throat> Where, like, Soldier Boy was just, like... It, think of the Seven as, like, the main superhero thing. Yeah. Where Soldier Boy ran his own crew. Gotcha. And they're, like, different coasts and all this type of yeah. stuff. And when they come together, it's just for hero-gasm. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Which... When they come together. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm saying I was disappointed, but hero-gasm in the comics... Way more depraved. I'm glad they said it, it was, it's just an orgy for C-grade superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just like, this is lackluster compared to the comics, but they've addressed it. Okay, good. If you don't know what Herogasm is or what I'm talking about, just watch the show. Funny. Also, way to start a fucking season with a dude jumping into a dude's dick <laughs> and sneezing. <laughs> Oh my god, I was reminded very quickly what show I was watching when that scene played out. Sam also walked out of his bedroom into the kitchen at this point going, I said, I pause it going, what am I watching? And he watches it as well. He hadn't gotten to it yet. He's like, yeah, just play it through, play it through. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Literally what you just said. Yeah. Tiny man, kind of like we thought might happen with Thanos, <laughs> the man yeah. man, but on a boy's level. But I like that Billy was uh, trying to keep up the relationship with the kid. Yep. Um, ah, fucking the f- the flash. Well, the dream sequence he was in with uh, to see how life turned out for his brother and gotcha, stuff. Gotcha. Yes. I remember like reading that in the comics, and I'm like, no wonder he's such a prick. Yep. Um, um I've really liked Huey this season. Mm. Not that I've ever disliked him, but just him being just a stubborn, like you know, like I'm a man type yeah. of thing. Let or me be the man. Like, dude. I love you for you. Like Yeah, you don't have to be anything else. Stop. Um, and Starlight was great as well. Mm. I think this was her you strongest said she season. She was acting her chops off. Strongest season for her, I think. Yeah, and just all of it. And let's fucking hell, Homelander. What a great casting. Mm, I know he plays it so well. You love to hate him. It just And just everything, like he's, he is literally a fucking alien. He does not know how to emote. Yeah, true. He just knows how to manipulate yep. and abuse power. Get what he needs. It's just like... Survival. You get it. And then the black noir little um, like Disney little critters Sequences, thing. yeah. yeah. Just, His yeah, visions. I can't applaud this enough. Yeah. I, I don't even... like. The only thing I was kind of disappointed with, mm-hmm. 
and this is the dumbest shit I've mm. probably ever no, going to say. Oh, we all have those things. But the last episode mm. should have been at least 40 minutes longer. Right. Everything was just... Just got a bit rushed? Yeah. Like and that's the time constraints, Maeve, isn't it? Maeve losing the eye to the, the quickness what of the, the, the fuck? fight scenes. I know. To where it almost feels like they skipped a pivotal scene with one of the fight scenes where they're like, all right, this is done. Mm. Now we're doing this. Yeah. Where I was just like, oh, this is all happening rather sudden. Uh-huh. To the point where I was like, I don't know if this episode again. But I have. But yeah. Yeah. I thought Maeve wasn't in it very much, was she? This season. Didn't need to be. Yeah. She was kind of on the run, but not. Yeah, and trying to she was hiding, captive, and then she was captive. And then she was all like, I'm going to lose my eye. And everyone was just like, you fucked Butcher. And she's yeah. and he's like, yeah, did that, didn't I? <laughs> and I do remember opening up, obviously, the first ep with. Yeah, she did. The, um, <laughs> obviously, you talked about the, the penis explosion thing, but there was also that intro to the film version of these heroes. That was in the background oh, yeah, of season yeah, yeah. two, yeah. that they were filming a film. About the seven, and you've got that bit playing out in the well, not in the background, but to start out the season. Then you got Charlie's Theron just showing up as Stormfront, yeah. as Stormfront in the film. You're like, this chick's everywhere at the moment, for Christ's sakes. We just saw her in Doctor Strange, yeah, doing superhero cameos. Good for her, yeah. And we know she's although she'll probably be a main character looking stupid with that blonde purple hair, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, again, thoroughly entertaining, always uh, has a bit of a laugh here and there, and then awesome action sequences and again it's um amazon so it's decent quality to the special effects and those sorts of things the deep returned got sucked off by an octopus uh, <laughs> the worst character ever like a, another one that you just love to hate and just slap your palm onto your forehead going what is he doing now what did you think of the a train um oh Pepsi commercial thing of Kendall Jenner, like exact ripoff, but not. Oh, so bad, wasn't it? It was great. Great that. Yeah, bad. Yeah. yeah. That one of the most brutal scenes and is also, when he runs that oh, guy yeah, that at his speed along the road, just tears all his skin off. I was like, oh my God. And also this is full on. How they took the piss out of the, the Imagine clip that was going around around the start of COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that oh, was Oh, yeah, yeah. They're definitely. Uh, they no, it's weird because Seth Rogen's an actor. Yeah, and then never we see him away as a cameo oh, yeah. in this as well, didn't we? Did what about that? Sort of like called Cum Master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or some weird shit. Yeah. Some like OnlyFans account that he's activated throughout one of the episodes. I was like, oh god. Um, so yeah, and then how did it finish? Um, Soldier Boy goes back into captivity. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. They've got and, him back um, under wraps. Homeland is uh, accepted essentially by. Trump Trumpers, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't think that. I was like, oh, right wing, <laughs> oh, Republicans, everything else. And again, with the way he emoted to it, was just so alien. He was just like, yeah, what do I do with this information? Yeah, right. Um, has there been word on season four? It's definitely happening. Yeah, for both of these shows, I think. Uh, I'd imagine. I'm I think they're they're too big and too like just everyone watches them. That's an exaggeration, but so many people are watching them. It's obviously getting the views. With Netflix, you can track it a bit better because obviously it'll have your top 10 and you can see what's trending day after day, week after week with Amazon, who knows. But I'd say that it's obviously with the comic book series, there's so much story left to tell with probably both texts. Neither of us have read Umbrella Academy, but I'm assuming what we've seen of the show, The Boys, is what percentage of the comics that you've read? Uh, 
it's completely different. Besides, um, Homelander being the main antagonist. Yep. Huey's origin story of A Train accidentally oh, uh, yeah, killing yep. his girlfriend. Yep. And um, Herogasm, among a few other things, uh, like. It, it, like the intent of the boys is to monitor soups. Yeah. And Billy wants to kill them. Yeah. Homelander specifically. Yeah. Where, and like that always becomes a sticky situation. The huge reveal at the end of the comic books, mm-hmm. which by the way, I thought was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. There's no way they can do that in the show. Oh. Just because character progression gotcha. that's happened already oh okay yeah yep. so it, it would whatever be backwards th- to do it whatever they do Mozeltov. it's up for grabs yeah because they're taking their own liberties with the storylines now yeah right interesting where could it go in also, season four it, it wasn't until the very end of the comic series i think that starlight revealed to huey how she got into the seven which in the comics is way worse Right. Um, so obviously what we're learning with the comics is it's a lot more it's a lot darker and you think the show's full on? Read read one fucking yeah, okay. volume wow. and you'll go, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And then you know why it's the way it is. Because mm-hmm. obviously you have to change it, it up for T V but it is a it's fucking shock scene that very different to a dude's dick. Yeah. But you're like, Oh, it's the boys' territory. Thumbs up. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, well, I did enjoy both of these season threes, if you will, of I both liked, shows. I like the boys a lot, and I really appreciated the Umbrella Academy until the last episode. Until the last episode? It was just, oh, there's four demon guys with different weapons. Oh, yeah, that was a bit random. Yeah, that could have been done better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hopefully but season four redeems like, that bit a little bit. You know, the wedding episode was fun. Yeah. Like I said. That was the- true. It was like a, not a filler. It was <clears throat> a nice to slow it down for a little bit. Mm. And then bring it back. Yeah. And then, yeah, the music again was great. Mm-hmm. Both shows, actually, the music was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And, yeah. But overall, just because I have more attachment to the boys and also... Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. a lot more. Great. I'll have to uh, grab one of those thing. comics off you and see what that's about. Yeah, maybe grab a cutler. Cutler! Fucking cutler. Cutler comics. Cutler boys. Cutler comics. Cutler boys. It's the name of our next podcast. Hey. So yeah, I'm just going to be uh, playing some more Red Dead Police. <laughs> of course you will. Oh, my God. We have come to the end of another episode here. Rob's going to finish Succession Season 3, maybe even start it. Don't succession, know. yeah. Is it all up? All there ready to go? All three seasons that are available are up, and there's probably going to be Season 4, definitely. Oh, shit. I'm going to aim to finish The Terminal List with Chris Pratt on Amazon Prime, and I am currently watching Season 4 of Westworld every Monday on Binge because I've watched all of that. So I think they're my main things at the moment, still watching uh, Shit's Creek. So I'll keep chipping away at them with what's left of the holidays. And uh, we'll be back for some other action soon. Yes, it's going to be weird. It's going to be season nine, episode three, two numbers divisible by three. So we're going to have to have a theme. <laughs> Too bad we did season three of both Umbrella Academy and the boys for uh, episode two. Because you're like, what do we do next? 
Yeah. We've ruined it. No, the we haven't. OC- we will have something up our sleeve, <laughs> I'm sure. OCD and me is going to be going crazy. We're going to have to have three features. There you go. That's <laughs> going to be the same. You heard it here first, kids. Probably not going to happen. Uh, Thank you, Kip Crew. <clears throat> we didn't say that last episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. That's okay. New season. Let new, me brush it off. Me. Let me brush it off. Hold up. Oh, hang on. <laughs> not this. <Hold> on. <laughs> Come on. Where's the ASMR? All right. All right. Kip Crew represent. Thank you for tuning in to not another podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook or Instagram. All one word, not another podcast with two T's. Or check us out on Twitter, Tweets by Nap. Wherever you are, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night.